Everyone raise a glass. Cheers. 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 And salute our country. Ding dong. It's America, mother... I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, June 30th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Amazon Prime Video has announced that a second season of Good Omens is officially on the way, once again following Michael Sheen's Angel Azarafali and David Tennant's Demon Crowley. Neil Gaiman is also returning to serve as co-showrunner, and the new six-episode season will begin filming in Scotland later this year. The Gilmore Girls reunions on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel keep on coming. Amazon also announced that Kelly Bishop is joining the comedy series in a guest-starring role. Bishop will join fellow Gilmore Girls alum Milo Ventimiglia for the fourth season of Maisel, which is currently in production in New York City. And the soap world is mourning the loss of two beloved stars. Ray McDonald, whose character Dr. Joe Martin was one of the founding families in All My Children, died June 10th of natural causes in his Chappaqua, New York home. He was 93. And Stuart Damon, the actor known for playing the fan-favorite character Dr. Alan Quartermain on General Hospital for more than three decades, has died at 84. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head over to EW.com. Now we're getting patriotic a few days early with our number three pick, America the Motion Picture. Netflix is finally revealing the true origins of the United States of America as a chainsaw-wielding George Washington assembles a team of rabble-rousers, including beer-loving bro Sam Adams, acclaimed horseman Paul Revere, and a very pissed-off Geronimo to defeat Benedict Arnold and King James in the American Revolution. All right, so you don't need to be a historian, we hope, to know that's not how it happened. America the Motion Picture is an animated R-rated alternate history starring Channing Tatum as George Washington, Jason Mantzoukas as Sam Adams, Olivia Munn as a female version of Thomas Edison, and Bobby Moynihan as Paul Revere. Here's a preview. I'm George Washington. Let's go start a revolution. It's America. Did you practice that light in the car on your way here? What the f is a car? Holy shit. Hello, Gav. Oh, hi, Gav. I can't ask you to go in there with me. You? Yeah, good. Because no. Great. Good luck. Whoa, 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 whoa. Science! Science! Talk about historical revisionism, huh? America the Motion Picture is now streaming on Netflix. Here's the story of some lovely ladies who are changing up a very classic show. Today's number two pick is Dragging the Classics, The Brady Bunch, which pairs the cast of RuPaul's Drag Race and The Brady Bunch for a first-of-its-kind crossover event. 
Six drag queens and five original Brady Bunch cast members star in a remake of the sitcom's classic season two episode, Will the Real Jan Brady Please Stand Up? The cast includes Drag Race season six winner Bianca Del Rio as Carol Brady, the original Greg Barry Williams as Papa Mike Brady, All-Star six competitor Kylie Sonique Love as Jan, and original Jan Eve Plum as a new character named Lucy. The Brady Bunch has been called campy before, but never quite like this. Here's Bianca and Shea Coulee, who plays Marsha, on how they approached their roles in the remake. We were really just uh, going in there trying to like take the best direction and, and be as true to the episode as possible. And I think, you know, some of the best stuff happens when you like study really, really hard. But then when you get on set, you just kind of like let it go and have fun. And we all had so much fun. It was one of those things where I I, I was excited to play Carol. You know, I'm not usually a Carol type. But when you're up there with the originals, it was like, oh, my God, I'm inside the TV. I'm in the Brady house. These are the real people. So, you know, to be in the company, you're only as good as the company you keep if we were in great company. So what a treat, you know, so much fun. And it's an opportunity for yet another Drag Race spinoff. You can stream Dragging the Classics, The Brady Bunch on Paramount Plus right now. It's trivia time. As we all know, the Brady Bunch girls all had hair of gold, but which of the actresses needed to have her hair bleached to appease the show's producers? Susan Olsen, Eve Plum, or Maureen McCormick? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam where Wherever you get your podcasts, you can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. All month long, we have been celebrating LGBTQ art here on the podcast. And on this last day of Pride Month, we have another recommendation for you. This one from EW's Jason Lamfier. Hey, Jason, how are you? I'm doing great, Jared. How are you? Doing really well, thanks. So, Jason, tell us, answer the big question, what you watching? Well, I actually just finished the second season of Ryan O'Connell's Netflix comedy special. And you and a lot of other people, I've seen so many people on social media talking about this, but for those who are not familiar, give us a a little brief history of the show. What's it about? So special follows Ryan O'Connell's character, uh, who's also named Ryan, um, (laughs) as he basically navigates life um, as a gay man with cerebral palsy. So, um, you know, he lives in a, an ableist world mm-hmm. um, and has to sort of uh, try to succeed in his career 
um, and in romance and mm-hmm. uh, and also just sort of find his footing as a grown uh, as a grown human being mm-hmm. um, because he's been living with his mother uh, and he's now in his late 20s. You mentioned his mom. Uh, tell me a little bit more about her. And also, uh, he, he has a best friend who plays a very big part here as well, right? Yeah. So his mother, his mother's name is Karen. Um, and it's play, uh, she's played by Jessica Hecht. Um, and I have to say, I, I tweeted this out last year when I was when I was watching this when I was watching the show that she's she's literally become one of my favorite favorite TV moms. Um, Jessica Hecht just brings such life to this character. It is such a it's such a nuanced and raw performance. You just really really feel feel her pain. She's very she's very coddling. She's 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 really infantilized Ryan his whole life, and mm. because she's just so scared for him, and he's ready to kind of spread his <laughs> wings right and be an individual, mm. and she doesn't really know how to to approach that. She doesn't really know how to navigate that because she uh, her whole life has been has been for him. So you really see in the second season her trying to spread her own wings and decide who exactly she is as a person. And we get to see a whole lot more of him as well with uh, with this best friend of his, right? Absolutely. So his best friend is Kim, played by Poonam Patel, mm-hmm. and a, just a wonderful, wonderful, like just charming, ebullient actress who I really think has a bright future. So Kim is this uh, plus size woman of color trying to navigate, you know, this in, in, in a non-plus-size friendly mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And and also she's just, she's in debt. She's she's obsessed with fashion and she really wants to prove herself and distinguish herself from the pack, um, which has gotten her into a little bit of trouble. And in the second season, you really see her have to sort of confront her mounting debt and come clean to her parents about it, which you know, goes as well mm-hmm. as you would imagine. Um, and then she, she, she's also trying to spread her wings because she feels very pigeonholed in her career, very pigeonholed in her love life. So you really see her get some, well, you see her get uh, some, some sexy sex scenes for sure. Oh, okay. And you also see, yes, you definitely see, uh, yeah, there are some great sex scenes in this, this, this show in general. They really, really are not afraid to go there. But Kim has some amazing sex scenes. And then you also see her, um, she lands a new gig, um, which is not all it's cracked up to be. And I think, I think more than anything, uh, what, really, what really blew me away with Kim's character, because she has been so, she's really had walls up when it comes to, to, to love, I think, because she's afraid of getting hurt. We do see her uh, with a romantic interest. So all of that great stuff said, the sad news here is that there will not be a third season of this show. Netflix uh, did not renew it for season three. So did season two, of course, without saying too much, we don't want to spoil anything. You felt uh, the the end of season two there kind of left things in a good place. Are there any uh, open ends or stories that weren't resolved? It really keeps things sort of uh, unfinished and sort of, I don't want to say messy, but there's, I would say that the, the ending was definitely imperfect, and but in a good way. It felt very real to me. Like you could definitely. Here's the thing. I would say a third season would. I, a third season would definitely be a treat. I would love to see another another streamer uh, mm-hmm. p- pick up pick up the story. Netflix Netflix decided not to. I do think they went out you know, with, with a bang in the second season, but there's so much, there's so much more they could do with these characters. And I really think the second season succeeded in, as I said, flushing the characters out, making you love them even more. 
And I, I, it's sad to see them go because I really, mm-hmm. I really want to, I really want to hear more and see more from them. I would really love to see Ryan O'Connell bring more three-dimensional characters, um, marginalized characters whom we mm-hmm. don't see enough of in Hollywood. I'd like to, I'd really like to see him bring more of those types of characters, you know, to Hollywood, to the big screen, yeah. to the small screen. Um, and I, but I, I really feel like um, the second season was so successful um, with its storytelling that I do think we'll, we'll, we'll hear this. Is, I don't think this will be the, the last we hear from Ryan O'Connell. Yeah, I I certainly hope not. I think a lot of people out there would agree with you too. Uh, the these two seasons, uh, there are sixteen episodes total. It's six hours of TV, so it is a very easy binge, which we highly encourage you to do. Both Absolutely. seasons of special available on Netflix. Thanks a lot, Jason. Thank you. And now let's toast our number one pick, the series finale of The Bold Type. The beloved Freeform series wraps up its run tonight after five seasons as Jane, Cat, and Sutton each face huge choices and evaluate their paths forward. And after the latter two both fell into bed with their exes last week, those choices might not be easy to make. Here's a clip from the finale. How are you so good at this? You just need practice. I mean, I had to write these pitches every quarter when I was head of social media at Scarlet, and then again when I ran for city council. Well, you're a natural. Thanks. I actually kind of love this stuff. You know, it's like you're you're thinking about the future, imagining how you would shape it. So you're okay with thinking about a future for a company or a cause, but not for Adina? Good point. Okay, you can't chime in if we can't see you, and... You know what? It, it wasn't my choice. It was Adina's. But honestly, she's right. It's really complicated and messy and too risky. Well, before you tune in to see how that plays out, be sure to check out EW's three rounds with the bold type stars Katie Stevens, Aisha D, and Megan Fahey. Here's the three of them reminiscing about their first days on set. First scenes I shot were with Nicole Boucheri. Okay. That was your first day on set? The first, the literally the first day on set, we were shooting the scene where we're like sitting at a coffee table and there's candles on the table and we're packing sex toys into um, a suitcase. That was your first day? Mm -hmm. I do not remember my first day. Might it have been with Sam? I do not remember my first day on set. I just remember mine very vividly because I was like literally sitting at a, a candlelit coffee table packing dildos into a suitcase. Right. I mean, how, how, how could you how forget? How could you forget? Yeah. yeah. And we will certainly never forget the bold type. You can catch the series finale tonight at 10 on Freeform. Now, the answer to today's trivia question, which of the Brady Bunch girls needed to have her hair bleached to appease the show's producers? Susan Olsen, Eve Plum, or Maureen McCormick? The answer is the youngest one in curls, Susan Olsen, who played Cindy Brady. Olsen bleached her hair throughout the show's first season to get the perfect shade of blonde, but had to stop in season two after her hair started falling out. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I am Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. 
Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited by Sammy Junio, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.